Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your, your I, I Do, do Crew. Hey crew, I hope you're all staying healthy out there. We're living in some really interesting times right now and there's a lot of unprecedented things happening. So we wanted to give you some tips and some food for thought about how this coronavirus outbreak might impact your wedding planning. Now to begin with, I'm gonna be a little bit cheesy. This is a really inconvenient time to be a wedding vendor. This outbreak is happening right as wedding season is getting underway in the northern half of the United States. Spring is rolling in and the wedding dates are rolling along and well, the outlook isn't really good. Lindsay and I have both had our phone ringing off the hook with couples who need to reschedule their weddings. So based on a lot of the conversations that I have had with those couples and talking to some other wedding vendors, we've come up with some things that you should be thinking about right now if you have a wedding coming up in the next three months. So first and foremost, one of the general rules of thumb applies now more than ever. Communication is key. You should be in contact with all of your vendors as soon as possible to talk to them and find out their policies regarding rescheduling and deposits. So the first thing to do is to get together a list of all of your wedding vendors. We're talking about your venue, your planner, photographer, DJ, caterer, officiant, all of it. Everyone who you have hired or thought about hiring for your wedding. Get in touch with them and see if they've already developed a policy for the ongoing health crisis and see how they've been working with other couples. All of that is going to help you make an informed decision on what to do with your wedding date. And if you're already considering rescheduling, get their availability. Think about when you'd want to reschedule, whether it would be a year from now or just later this year, and find out when they're most available and when they're not. I know that I already had a pretty full fall schedule, and so couples that are asking to push back into September or October are finding it hard to have a date that I'm open. Now, if you've already got your marriage license, I want you to stop the podcast right now and call your venue right now. I'm serious. Pause it and call your venue. Find out what's going on on their side of things because that's going to dramatically affect how you're going to be able to proceed. I know that many states are banning large gatherings. Now, for example, currently in Ohio, ceremonies are being considered religious observances and are considered protected by the First Amendment. So as of right now, which I'm recording this on March 17th, 2020, wedding ceremonies are protected by the First Amendment. However, receptions are not considered a religious observance, and so they're being banned. I know of a few major wedding venues in this area that are still allowing ceremonies to continue, but are banning or rescheduling all receptions. So like I said, immediately call your venue and find out what their game plan is. Now, the next thing that I want you to consider is eloping. You've already got your marriage license and they're only good for so long. So think about eloping privately with your fiance and an officiant and then coming back and having a full ceremony when things have finally calmed down from the virus. You would be surprised at how many couples I marry legally before their wedding date. Now, it might be for any variety of reasons, for tax purposes, for insurance planning purposes, just to get the legal paperwork done and over with. 
to get the name change done earlier to apply for a passport for the honeymoon. There are so many reasons, and I would honestly say it's probably about one in five couples that I legally marry before their wedding date. So it's really not something that's completely crazy. You can get legally married now by your officiant and then have the full ceremony celebration with everyone else later on. Now, if you're still committed to having the ceremony, I want you to consider downsizing. And specifically, I'm talking about the guest list here. As I said, many states are already banning mass gatherings, and this is going to help you to be in line with those restrictions, as well as really being an effort to keep everyone healthier. The fewer people that you have bumping around and bumping into each other, the less likelihood of people spreading germs. And no, not just coronavirus, any germs. You know, people always got germs. So downsizing your guest list is not a bad idea by any stretch of the imagination. You could make it just your parents, just immediate family, or wherever you want to draw that line, but maybe consider keeping it under 25 people or so. And with those 25 people, a great idea would be to take them outside if you can. Now I know that up here in the northern half of the U.S., it's not quite beautiful spring weather yet. I think it was 40 some degrees today, but I have done weddings outdoors in all sorts of temperatures and you can have a nice classy wedding when it's pretty chilly. If you take it outside, then you're not going to have as many surfaces that people are touching and contaminating or potentially contaminating. Additionally, when you're around outside, you're not in a closed area with a fixed air supply. And so again, even though as far as we know, this current virus isn't transmitted by airflow. There are other germs that can be transmitted that way. And so taking it outside makes less surfaces for contamination and has fresh air always coming through. If you're going to have your ceremony, then try as hard as you can to limit people's contact with each other. Set chairs up farther away from each other. We know that the current CDC guideline is six feet of distance between people. Now, is that really realistic for a wedding seating? I don't know. If you're outdoors and you only have 25 people, you could do something cute like a ceremony in the round or any number of different things that you can try and space them out as much as humanly possible. So trying to limit the contact, and again, that includes maybe signs as you come in saying, we love you all, but please no kisses and hugs or elbow bumps only please, something fun and cute to keep it light. But especially for the couple, because everyone is going to want to hug you and kiss you or shake your hands, really make an effort not to have much physical contact. Absolutely do not do a receiving line. Full stop. End of sentence. Don't do it. If you wanted to take the extra level of precaution, you could provide hand sanitizer and masks to your guests. Again, assuming that you can get them, ordinarily in any other time, those would be fairly inexpensive, but with the current supply chain right now, I'm not sure if that's feasible. And again, as you're downsizing your ceremony, plan on having either tiny or no reception. Again, as I said, a couple of the major venues in this area are taking that decision out of couples' hands. They are completely putting the kibosh on all receptions. But if your venue is going to allow you to have one, really consider if you want to follow through with that or not, or if you want to reschedule that. I know that I have had a couple of weddings where the ceremony will still be in just a couple of weeks, but they are rescheduling the reception for late July. But if you're still going to have your reception now, then do everything you can to limit the surfaces that everyone will touch. Don't have a buffet. Instead, switch to plated meals. Make sure that you have clear signs as to where hand washing stations are, or again, even put hand sanitizer at every seat. I know that I have an essential oil lady who always tells me that she has these oils that will kill anything. So get in touch with your favorite essential oil vendor and see what they can give you to slather all over yourself. If you haven't gotten your marriage license yet, I urge you to strongly consider rescheduling. If you haven't gotten your license yet, then you're not on a set time limit. And so you can reschedule 
fairly easily. Most, if not all vendors are going to be very receptive to working with you. And again, most if not all are going to carry your deposit forward to whatever your new date will be. But if you're not rescheduling, and if you're canceling, and if you're close to the wedding date, be very aware that the contract that you've signed with these vendors may have reducing refund clauses. And that's not something that vendors do to try and stick it to you for any reason. Outside of a time like this, there are a number of reasons that those exist. For one, it can be extremely hard for us to rebook the same date if it's so close to the ceremony. And secondly, if we're that close to the wedding date, we've already put a ton of planning and work into the ceremony. But ultimately, I want you to remember that your vendors are people too. We have families. And your deposit and your payments are literally our paychecks that put food on our family's tables. So if you're canceling two weeks before your wedding and you're angry that you're only getting 25% of your payments back, understand that that's because there's no way we're going to have another wedding booked in that time and we have to pay our mortgage, our childcare, our car payment, and whatever else the case may be. The last thing that we want to do is hurt our couples. So like I said, we'd much rather see a reschedule even if the future date is TBA than a full cancellation. So those are my tips. That's what I've got for you. Above all else, just remember that communication is key. The more everyone stays in touch and fully updated with each other's plans, the less surprises and hurt feelings there are. Please be safe and be kind to each other. Make good and healthy choices and we'll get through this. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash crew, or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play, and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.